2015, wherever you are, whenever you are, however you happen to be listening, we are so glad you've chosen to tune in. DLC, your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way it's meant to be, completely free. And that's thanks to our sponsors this week, Squarespace. Squarespace! Hey, made that possible, bringing DLC to you completely free. DLC, of course, the show all about gaming in its many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. And also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff 2 ns one t Kanata, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis. The guy who has been joining me here every week for a year now, Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. Happy 2015, Jeff. It's a new year. It's a it's a new me. And I, you know what? I'm just I'm just I'm so happy to be here. And I, I wish I could just give you a hug right now. This is this is great. Oh, it's new high pitched Christian Spicer. <laughs> I like. Uh... You know, I can I can say mean things this way about games, but in this voice, it just you know what? I, I just like it all. It's uh, and that voice is much more annoying, is what it is. It's uh, you say nice things, and we. It's a way for for you to make us wish you would go back to just being persnickety. People are like, man, uh, I, I I think Christian said nice things. I quit listening because his voice was annoying. But man, that guy has a positive outlook on everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, DLC, as always, is your downloadable Kanata, your downloadable Christian. Uh, this week. DLC stands for a demarcation line on the calendar because it's our one-year anniversary episode. Uh, about a year ago, on January 8th, the first episode of DLC debuted, and we're going to do a very special episode today. We had a special episode last week for our uh, end-of-the-year favorite games of the year uh, edition. This year, we're going to do our one-year anniversary, what I like to call the the annual, because I'm a I'm a fan of comics and that Marvel used to do the, their annuals. And I think this will be our our annual sort of look back slash look forward. We're going to talk about all the stuff we're excited for in the upcoming year, um, because we usually talk about news and stuff, and there's some news to talk about, but there really isn't much right now. We're just kind of revving back up into the year, and uh, we're going to be talking about. Looking forward to all the biggest games, the stuff we know about for 2015. We're going to make some bold predictions for 2015. We're going to make some crazy predictions for 2015. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hope you're hanging out in the chat room. We're going to take your feedback, the games you're excited about. If you want to give us a call, we will have uh, the phone line up and rocking. That is 512-518-5714. And, uh, you know, just to start things off, Christian, on this very special one-year anniversary episode, with, by the way, no third chair, it's just going to be like it was that very first episode, just you and me talking it out, talk, 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 talking it out. Uh, what, uh, what do you think? What do you think? One year into DLC, how do you feel? How do you feel about the show? Um, I'm pretty happy with most of what we've done. There have been a few... Um you know, times when I maybe haven't been in the best mood and a few times when you were just flat out wrong about things like Tolkien and oh. uh, your view on Destiny. I don't um, remember any of those times, but go ahead. <laughs> but I think, it, I think it's been good. I think we've had some really, really great guests. Um, I'm, I'm proud of, of what we've done and, and what we've carved out for ourselves in, 
in video game land. And um, congratulations to you and, and Zach and myself and everyone at Five by Five for making this show possible. And lo and behold, total out of nowhere surprise to the both of us, I think. Um, some very nice things were written about us in uh, this week's Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, yeah, very proud of that. We were named one of the 20 must-hear podcasts for 2015 um, in some very good company there, for sure. And uh, so if anybody is listening to the show for the first time, having read that article, welcome. Uh, as I said, this is going to be a little bit different episode than what we normally do, but um, hope you'll stick around and hang out with us for 2015. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week uh, I'm certainly happy with with uh, DLC and what we've been doing. I can't believe it's already been a year. I'm always open, as is Christian, as is Zach, to hearing your feedback. We have a, a, a Gmail account you can send feedback to. Uh, it's dlcfeedback at gmail.com. We're also all on, on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Kanata. That's with two N's and one T. And uh, at Spicer, you can get a hold of us on, on Twitter anytime and give, give your feedback about the show. We love hearing that. Um, we you know want to continue to evolve the show into the new year. Uh, I went back this week and uh, listened to our very first episode. I uh, haven't listened to it in a year. So I went back and listened to that episode that came out on January 8th, 2014. And uh, I think it's kind of fun. I don't know if you've listened to it anytime recently, Christian, but um, some interesting things. Our very first story of the weeks were telling. I think your first uh, story of the week ever was the uh, the sales numbers on the new consoles at that time, the Xbox and the PS4, Xbox uh, 3 million and PS4 4.2 million. So it was a, you know, a harbinger of a year of sort of Sony dominance in the console space. Um, you still feeling confident with that, with that story of the week pick from last year? I mean, I, I still find that stuff interesting. I think other shows and people, you know, I don't, it's not a hundred page thread on NeoGAF necessarily worthy of diving into numbers, but I do, I think it's interesting and I think trends are interesting. And I think especially now where we are in the console wars, so to speak, um, what is this? It's console Wars uh, episode eight or generation eight, <laughs> wherever we are in the console gens. Um, you know, with the console parody now between the two and Connect being gone and Xbox One having a great Black Friday and holidays, and and now it looks like things are really heating up with you know uh, developer not developers console manufacturers throwing around exclusivity money again. I mean, we are seeing the effects one year later of that. January one year ago, right? And uh, with Tomb Raider yeah. for the Xbox and Street Fighter for Sony, and um, it's it's crazy. What was your what was your first story? Was it about? Uh, I'm going to guess your first story. I haven't. I have not listened. It was January last year. Man, your first story was about Divinity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even know about it at that point. I mean, I, I was. Yeah, it was it was pretty soon after that. I think it was in February that I started raving about that game. But um <laughs> but uh it you I really thought you might have guessed it because it was a theme that I took out through the whole year and I was Oculus? talking about the Oculus yes. because uh <laughs> CES was in full swing when we were doing that yep. episode and the new prototype had debuted at CES. Uh and I have to say I didn't even know about this last week uh, because I hadn't gone back to listen. But I I called it I called it the the year of Oculus. I said 2014 was going to be the year of Oculus, and I turned you said out that I said that a year it, later. I said that last week. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're so at least nothing is not consistent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the other big story that we were talking about a year ago, uh, which was huge, it was a, the, sort of the biggest story we were we were all wrestling with, excited about, was this the announcement of actual steam machines. <laughs> That's crazy yeah. that how how much of a non-issue it really turned out to be over the course of 2014, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they've shown what four iterations of a controller and no actual box and um yeah, I don't I don't I'm sure I was excited and I think it makes sense. I don't regret that excitement, but I'm very apprehensive about that thing coming out and making any waves at all when or if a version does come out. I mean, are you still, do you still think it'll be a game changer if it comes out in 2015? No, I don't. I mean, I think even in that episode, uh, I think we were a little skeptical just because uh, the way it was announced and how the, how the boxes themselves just seemed like, uh, you know, a catch as catch can like, well, you got all these different options and there really didn't seem to be one cohesive message message in in the, in the system. Uh, I think that's born, born out. I, I think that as much as people were excited about a concept of a steam machine, at least in last calendar year, it certainly did not live up to the expectation of, of really taking PC gaming and making it easier to approach and and clearer at, from a consumer's standpoint. Um, hopefully in 2015, we'll hear more about that. But boy, talk about a big story at the beginning of the year that really fizzled and didn't become anything at all, I think. Yeah, it's like Valve's biggest story at the beginning of the year was a Steam machine. And at looking back with hindsight, the biggest story of the year is the game that they released that's playable on phones and tablets. Right. Yeah. Pretty crazy, huh? That's crazy. Uh, the other, um, the other thing, well, another thing we talked about, uh, a year ago was, uh, the announcement of Alien Isolation, which you were very skeptical about. So, do you feel like you need to eat a little crow on that one? No, I think it's a a beautiful game, well implementing the Alien franchise until you dive into the game's AI and you realize that it's dumb. I'm sorry, <laughs> people, I know people like it, but I think the AI is broken with a teleporting alien, and I've read the what I would call fan fiction of people justifying how that's cool because it keeps you on its toes. But for me, it breaks the realism that so where that thing is or be able to know where that thing is at all times i think it's a step in the right direction but no, I, I still think it's a very lukewarm game I, i'm i stand by my opinions of uh, <laughs> of grumpiness <laughs> well i mean i think i think from my perspective it certainly is better than uh, i'm i'm tempted to say every <laughs> single alien game that's ever come out um i think it no, i think it, no, no, it was no. I think it's better than it had any right to be. I think it it, it really um, took the premise of there being one alien on board the ship and ran with it and did a great job. I, I, I liked playing the game. I didn't didn't I didn't nearly get to the end, but um, because I sort of don't like the feeling of the game, um, just from a you know scaredy pants perspective. <laughs> but uh, but I think it's a successful successful game, and I think it will probably lead to more alien games that are quality, which is which is what we want. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. The uh, the other the other thing the other reason that I even bring up all this stuff from last year is uh, one of the f- calls we got from our very first episode was from Gabe from Ohio, and he asked what the at that point just announced 
PlayStation Now subscription pricing should be. And here we are a year later, and that news actually just hit. So we had to wait a year to get that actual pricing. Um, and it's pretty interesting stuff. PlayStation Now subs uh, subscriptions will be available starting January 13th, so just about a week from now. And uh, the service will be 20 bucks a month. Uh, you can buy three months for forty-five bucks a month, which com- uh, for forty-five dollars for three months, uh, which comes out to about fifteen dollars a month. But uh, twenty bucks. So at the time last year, Christian, you said you were expecting it to be between ten and fifteen. Uh, it is fifteen if you buy three months at a time, but but the base price is twenty bucks. So how do you feel about PlayStation Now as a service? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 $20 a month is still seems a little high three months at 15, um, seems, you know, about what I was expecting in, in, in the wheelhouse. Uh, I will get three months and give it a try and see how often I play those games and how stable they are. If you think about it as, um, for, for 45 bucks and you get to go in and sample some really good games from last gen. Um, it could be, it could be totally worthwhile. Um, I don't think it's going to be a runaway success of a service at that price point And with the current games available for better or worse. And I think I can include you in with this lump of people. Um, gamers are often much more interested in the new and the now or the way old. Rarely does the previous gen, like one gen previous, hold a lot of attention for people. And I think that'll continue to be the case. I think if PlayStation Now adds, you know, some really, really great PS1 games um, or some PS2 crazy, crazy, funny, you know, random games, I think then it will get a little bit more traction than just uh, PS3 games. So what about you? Yeah, I I think $20 is pretty steep to ask for that. Um, evidently, they're still going to be including the a la carte pricing. Um, and last year, I made a big deal about that feeling like a uh, a real bifurcated, uh, confusing position for the consumer to be able to have a subscription and have uh, rentals. Uh, you argued for that and s- said that, that uh, it sounded like a good idea. I've come a- around to your point of view on this. I think that it is a good idea to be able to say, hey, I can pay a few dollars for, for you know, just hours of this game or have the uh, subscription where I can dip in and dip out. And if you look at the list of games, there's a lot of great stuff. There is a, there, I mean, there's a ton of games on the service. 20 bucks a month is not an amount I'm going to pay to be able to play, um, you know, one gen rev- removed. And I think you make a great point there. I think you're right. Uh, it's fun to, to really jump into nostalgia and go way, way back and be able to play all those old NES games or SNES games. Uh, and it's fun to play the newest, latest, best, but just playing, you know, games you missed from last gen and paying 20 bucks a month to do that. I I'm just not compelled by it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how many of them they sell. And it's interesting also, I think to see how it is not, it has no relation to PSN, uh, as far as pricing. They, they made no, uh, they made no break in pricing for people that are already paying for PSN. They just completely kept them separate as separate services, which I think is interesting as well. Um, um, minor prediction while we're in the subject, I think that'll be an E3 announcement. Oh yeah, you think it'll, there'll be a discount for PSN subscribers? Hmm. Hello, are you there? 
Yeah, what's going on, man? We got we got weird stuff going on audio wise. Uh, I was saying, you think that'll be a uh, a discount for PSN subscribers announced at E three? I think that's enough time for this service to be out and kind of flounder along, and then it seems like a great like, hey, and now if you're a PS Plus member, you know, you get this discount, or it's only five dollars more a month, and you get PS Now access. I think they'll try to incentivize it, but they'll release it at a flat rate first and see how it does. Interesting. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Let's talk about some of the stuff we're looking forward to for 2015. Uh, there's a lot of games that we already know about that are that are heading out our way. Um, I made a, a quick list here in our in our notes, but any games you want to bring up? I think any discussion of 2015 kind of has to start with No Man's Sky. Um, you know. No Man's Sky is the is the sort of marquee big game that gamers gamers are really excited about, and um, I think that uh, I think that has it is the biggest potential for a disappointment in the year. But I also think it has the biggest potential for or for being a real game changer and introducing a new kind of approach to games. I mean, I guess you could say it's it's very Minecrafty in the in the way that it's it's creating a sandbox for you to in, enjoy a universe. But um, but but I think that it really is the the marquee game for 2015. Do you think it's going to make a 2015 release, or do you think we're going to have uh, disappointment when it comes to No Man's Sky? I think it'll make a 2015 release. I think the fact that it's um predominantly and viewed and seen as a ps4 game will keep it from being the runaway type success that minecraft is and was um i think it'll get great reviews but i don't think it will be i think come 2016 we won't remember or really talk about it really yeah so you think it's going to be a flash in the pan yeah i do i think games like star citizen and other things will come along that will be like, oh, this was great, but there really isn't anything to do in it. We're not building worlds the way we are in Minecraft. It's not Legos. It's explore. It's walk around. It's, you know, uh, updated mist to some extent without the puzzles. And I think people will love it, and they'll get in it and play in it. And be like, this is great. And then a week later, they'll be like, oh, look, uh, Halo 5's out. Yeah, interesting. So so what do you see as the sort of big marquee game? As, uh, as far as games we know about right now, what do you see as the big marquee game of 2015? Well, so I have, uh, I think Witcher 3 will win more Game of the Year awards than any other game that comes out in 2015, and I still won't play it. (laughs) But I think that'll be the game. I think it'll be really well polished for what it is. I think there will be some bugs and jankiness. Um, And they, they write great games. They put together great worlds, and I think that will be a game that will have huge exploration mixed with uh, a focused story if you want to follow it and i think i think that game will blow people away i think that'll be the game well i'm inclined to agree with you you know how much i love the witcher franchise witcher 3 is certainly at the top of my list i'm very encouraged by how they keep delaying it and and uh, wanting to eliminate bugs and make it very polished and make it the the best game that uh, CD Projekt Red has ever put out. It's certainly the most ambitious of the Witcher games. It looks like it's going to be gigantic. They keep talking about it in comparison to Witcher 2 and how it just dwarfs that game in size and scope. Um, Everything they've shown at uh, the last two E3s, they have shown large chunks of actual gameplay, not vertical slices, just a a section of the game. Uh, And it looks so, so good. I mean, the world 
world looks vibrant and rich and interesting. That Witcher gameplay uh, is something that I absolutely love. You know, I love role-playing games in general. This is definitely, if I could only pick one game to play in 2015, uh, I might have to choose Witcher 3. It just looks like it's going to have so much to do, such an interesting story. It looks like the combat system is really going to be fun, just going on those hunts, the fact that it's open world this time. I, I just love the Witcher series, and I think these guys are going to knock this out of the park. I, I think you're right. It it if I if if I had to predict one game that's going to be at the top of my uh, best of list next year, I'm sure Witcher three will be will be there. Unless it's a massive disappointment, it just looks so great. So yeah, I mean, I I can't agree more that that that's a a major title for 2015. Um, so I need to add real quickly to that, though, for people that might be yelling um, at their iPhones or Androids or whatever, um, I think Zelda misses 2015. Zelda? Mm-hmm. Don't you think it would be – I think it would be a massive strategic mistake for Nintendo to not release Zelda in 2015. So do I, but I, I, I think that, you know, they're going to – it's either – if it comes out, I think it will be Zelda – you know, I say that with like a, a a winky frowny face afterwards, like I'm joking, but still a little sad. Like it's Zelda, great, um, but I think they want it to be more than that. I think they want to reinvent or really wow people with Zelda, and I I, I think they're going to mess up some stuff and need to take it back to the drawing board because they release great when it comes out, it will be great. But I I do my my prediction on here January fifth, twenty fifteen, is that Zelda misses calendar year twenty fifteen. Wow, um, I. You know, based on Nintendo's track record, I certainly think that's a pretty legitimate prediction as far as, uh, you know, they, to their credit, I think they, they hold on to games and put them out when they're done. The fact that they're saying right now it's coming out in 2015, I think they know they need that game in 2015. I don't think, you know, they're talking about having a Star Fox come out this year, which is exciting. I, I like Star Fox, but there's just no other game that will move Wii U's like Zelda and they need to move Wii U's. Um, I just, well, I would be shocked. We're, we're running down a few of more of my predictions as they come up naturally in conversation. Nintendo announces new hardware this year. Oh, wow. So, and it, well, I keep, I keep dropping bombs, but they keep coming up. Well, we, we, I was going to get to a whole prediction segment of the show, but you're, uh, you're, you're Mr. Predictions already. So, so let's just jump into that then. What, uh, what, what do you mean by new hardware? Are you talking about, uh, new console hardware, not, not handheld? I don't know if I'm willing to jump on the, the bandwagon that, that it will be a unified thing that, you know, it's the DS that you take with you and then it has a little Amazon Fire stick or, you know, Google Chrome type device that plugs into your TV and, and ports it over. I'm like 60% on board with that idea, but then like the other 40% of me is like, that's really forward thinking for Nintendo. And, and <laughs> I just don't know if they could pull that off um, or not. Um, so I would, I would, but I don't think it's going to come out this year, but I think it'll be announced. And I think kind of like what happened with the GameCube uh, and the Wii, that Zelda will kind of get pushed to that next system. I don't oh, think wow. they're interested in, in moving Wii U's anymore. And, and you know what I mean? It, I, obviously, they're interested in moving Wii U's. Um, and I, I love mine. I you know got one not too long ago, listeners will know. But I, I think that it is... Um, you know, they're out sailing around Wind Waker and their boat is taking on too much water <laughs> and they got to jump off that Wii U ship. I mean, do you, I understand that 
these are bold, but do you disagree? Are you going to sit here and tell me I'm wrong? I do think you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. I think they would be crazy to uh, jump ship on Wii U this fast. And uh, I think they, I think you, you, you can't jump ship on Wii U when you haven't even really supported it. I mean, at this point, I think a Zelda on the current system in your first, as your first HD system could be a, a system seller. You could, you could actually sell Wii U's uh, for the first time <laughs> in, in large numbers. And uh, the fact that they're saying this game is close enough to hit in this year right now, uh, they have to have been working on it for a long time. And I feel like, you know, it, it, I feel like it, it, it does more damage to consumer confidence to jump ship on on this console now than it would be to actually support it and try to build more momentum on what is an underperforming piece of hardware. Now, I like what Maximilian said in the chat. He said, yeah, there's going to be new hardware from Nintendo in 2015. It's called the new 3DS and new 3DS XL. <laughs> yeah, we, are, we already know about those. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. No one wants to be wrong more than me. Like, I, I love Nintendo games, and I would love to play a, a, a new Zelda. Um, just the based on their track record, I just don't see it happening. And also, it's interesting that we would label this a failure so quickly, right? Let's say if they did, quote-unquote, jump ship and move on. I mean, is three years, or let's say it comes out, their next system comes out winter uh, 2016, three and a half years, almost four years for a console that short of a lifespan. I mean, how much were we spoiled by the eight actual eight to 10 year lifespan of the 360 and the PS3 versus, you know, the, the quote unquote lifespan of your phone where it's like every year Apple comes out and they're like, and this is the best iPhone we ever made. Do you have an iPhone 5S? What a piece of junk. Use it for toilet paper. That's gross. This is the one you need. And we're like, we do. We need it. <laughs> I mean, right. it's four years crazy for Nintendo to be like, look, we made a great thing we're proud of, and now the technology is where we want it to be, that we can take this tablet idea and turn it into this always-with-you experience that's awesome and great and incredible. I mean, why is that a failure and not, hey, we've made this bigger, better thing. Let's, let's come along. Get on the hype train. I don't know, man. Certainly from their, from their handhold, handheld um, division market, <laughs> you, can, you can gain a lot, of, uh, a lot of support on your theory here because they're certainly not afraid of iterating on that hardware rapidly. But I just think it, I just think it does it, – it's worse. I mean if they – here's how I could see it going down if you're right. I could see them saying, here's this new piece of hardware called the some new name. You know, it's called the the Nintendo uh, Spectacular or whatever. And it's completely different than the than the Wii. It's it's really differentiating itself from the Wii. Yes, the Wii U was an update to the Wii. This isn't. This is a new thing. I just think it's way too soon for them to do that. I think they've lost too much money on on Wii U already to, to like double down and say, we're investing in, in new R and D they would have had to ramp up that so quickly. They don't, they don't even have the software to support the console that they've got now. How could they support a new console with new software that quickly? It just doesn't happen. I I'm, and, and what would they get out of it? Like, what does the Wii U not have that new hardware would have? It's not, 
underpowered, particularly for the games they want to make. Is it just to get away from that, that, uh, tablet? I think that that's not a good enough reason to introduce new hardware to just say, Oh, we don't have the tablet anymore. I think they need to double down on the tablet, double down on the hardware and make it, make it cool, make it enticing and put out a Zelda so that people want to buy their system. I'd love for you to be right. I think what Nintendo gains from creating or launching new hardware is a simplified, streamlined message, something that Mark from marketing can get behind, something that the Wii did very well. The Wii, you know, it had those two people show up in a smart car and they said, we would like to play. And then they picked up a controller and, and you played and it was very simple. That was the idea. The Wii U, again, love it. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is one of the best platformers I have maybe ever played, if not definitely in recent memory played. Um, but it's so complicated. Duck Hunt came out on the virtual console on Christmas, and to play Duck Hunt, I need a Wii motion sensor bar and Wii motes, and it's some game you fire up Smash Brothers and I can play it. I mean, don't get me, options are a good thing, but not all the time because... It's confusing and it's befuddling to a lot of people. I get this thing and I can play with a GameCube controller and a GameCube adapter. I can play with the Wii U or I have the tablet. You have a Wiimote, but you play it with it on its side. Unless you want to use a nunchuck too, then you can do this. And the messaging behind the Wii U has never been strong. And if they come out, people in the chat are saying like the super Nintendo or the Super 64 Nintendo Wii. <laughs> I mean, if they come out with something and if they're able to pull off a you know, Google Chrome stick or Amazon Fire TV or whatever type thing that plugs in, it's small, and then you take this 3DS XL with you um, and you play with that on the go and then you come home and it and it hits to the TV and they're able to get Wii U type graphics, like as you said, and I would agree, um, look great for the games that they're doing because they have great art design behind them. Uh, I think that's pretty incredible and, and, and it's stuff that they've toyed with since Game & Watch days of connecting consoles together and then they did it you know the tetris on the original game boy you could system link and then the gamecube had um pac-man versus um zelda four swords and now on smash you can use your ds as a controller and i think this is something they've been interested in in a long time and i'm thinking now that it's it's becoming maybe possible and i think they could create a one message one theme this is Nintendo. This is the Nintendo console. There's no Wii U for 3DS, Wii U for um, uh, Wii, sorry, <laughs> Smash for 3DS and Smash for Wii U. There's Smash, and this is the version, and it's awesome, and you play it. Um, maybe I'm just hopeful because that sounds awesome <laughs> to me. I don't want to spend $300 again so soon, but you know, I, the idea of that console sounds awesome. Interesting. Well, uh, let's take a little break right now. We're going to thank our sponsor, Squarespace, uh, for making this show possible. Uh, Squarespace, uh, you've heard me talk about it before. It's one of my favorite things. I've been using Squarespace for years, probably about seven years now I've been using Squarespace uh, to house my, my personal blog, jeffcanada.com. Uh, the reason I use it is because it's easy. It's easy. And they've just made everything easier because they just came out with a new version, Squarespace 7. And 
they've retained all the power and complexity of the Squarespace platform you already know, but made it easier to use and simpler to access. Squarespace 7 refines all the powerful features from Squarespace 6 into one seamless, unified experience. They have uncluttered your workspace, simplified the whole website-making process, and let you add content and customize your design all in one window. You're going to spend even less time building your site this way and more time doing what you love. The best part is because you listen to this show, we're going to give you a free trial and 10% off when you actually happen to decide to use it. The great thing about Squarespace is you can check it out. You can try it completely free. You don't even have to enter a credit card. You can just build your site and fiddle with their tools and make the thing that you love without having to commit anything, without having them bug you. It's great. And then because you listen to this show, when you decide to actually use the service, when you decide to actually invest in your site that you've already built for free, we'll give you 10% off. All you need to do is go to squarespace.com slash DLC and use the promo code Jeff sent me. That's all one word, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E, Jeff sent me, and we'll give you 10% off. It's the perfect way to build a site that's awesome, that looks unique and different. It doesn't look like a cookie cutter template. Even though they have hundreds of templates for you to choose from, they make it easy to, to really customize it and make it your own. It's all drag and drop. It's all what you see is what you get. Uh, they've got new Squarespace 7 features like cover pages. And you just need a, a simple page to communicate your personal brand or uh, promote a new product or announce like your latest album or something cool. With cover pages, you get all the power of Squarespace on a single beautiful page. It makes it super easy. Uh, they also have partnered now with Getty Images to bring you Getty Image integration. So you get access to over 40 million professional stock photographs. So you can just really customize your site and make it look exactly how you want. It's available now for just 10 bucks an image to Squarespace customers. It's awesome. Uh, and it, those are usually hundreds or thousands of dollars per image. It gives it to you for just 10 bucks. It's pretty great. Uh, they've also got these new tastemaker templates. Um, they're working with uh, all these cool musicians, artists, and ar architects, chefs, all these cool people to, to create new templates that cater to each profession. So you can really start from a place of, of your specific niche, whatever you, you need your website to look like. It's cool. There's no credit card required to try it. Again, it's squarespace.com slash DLC and the promo code Jeff sent me. It's really important you use that. It lets them know that you listen to our show. It helps us out and it helps you out. Get you 10% off. Uh, this is a, a service I use and have used for a long time. I, I really am glad they're sponsoring us because I can wholeheartedly recommend Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash DLC promo code Jeff sent me. Uh, all right, Christian, let's talk a little bit more about some of the games that we know are coming out in 2015. Are there any, I know Batman Arkham Knight is a big one for you. Um, do you think that that one is going to live up to that, to that franchise and, and push it forward? I am very excited for that game, but I'm also very nervous for it because of, man, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor is so good. It's so good. And I don't know if me driving tank Batmobile around is going to replace the Nemesis system for me. I mean, I love Batman. I enjoyed Arkham Origins enough for, you know, for what it was. It gave me my Batman fix. So I'm sure I will like it and enjoy it. I don't think it will be, I mean, man, Arkham uh, Asylum and then Arkham City were mind-blowing games, I thought. I mean, Arkham Asylum was so tight, so well told. One, well, you fought other villains, but one main villain in a tight story and you're going through these claustrophobic claustrophobic hallways 
And then City came out and you're soaring over the city and grappling and launching. And it was like, now I'm Batman. This is so cool. Um, Arkham Knight, this is a, a new villain we created for this world. And OMG, look at your bat. I don't know. I, I'm going to love it. But answer your question. No, I don't think it'll set the world on fire. Do you? Wow. Uh, well, I what I played at E3 last year uh, was really cool. The use of the Batmobile surprised me. It wasn't just, hey, get around quicker because you have the Batmobile. It really integrated into all aspects of the game. Um, you heard me, I'm sure faithful listeners heard me uh, rave about it after that E3 episode where I got hands-on. Uh, interestingly enough, though, all the stuff they've shown since then has been from the same level I played at E3, which is a little interesting. It, it may be a really smart marketing of kind of keeping things close to the vest and, and not showing too much, or it could be signs of, of the fact that really that's the only level that's working <laughs> so far, which is why I got delayed, <laughs> uh, which I hope not. But um, I, I'm, I'm very encouraged by, by what I saw at E3, and I, I think it's going to bring me back. I haven't played a, one of those Arkham games um, as passionately as the first one, uh, since, you know, I, I really liked the second one, but the third one, I was just sort of like, okay, it's, it feels more of the same. I, I think bringing the Batmobile into it is really going to make it feel fresh and, and, um, add to all aspects of the game, not just sort of getting around the world faster. So I'm, I'm hopeful as is the theme with, with our interaction. I'm hopeful and you're pessimistic, but, well, but, I wanna- uh, I want to know what your, of these, and there are some huge games, of these big games, which one do you think, you know, you'll get off the hype train soonest for? Which one do you think won't live up to its expectation and and might actually disappoint you? I mean, aside from every game, you know, two days after you play it and then just stop talking about it because you hate (laughs) it and you talk about. (laughs) That's not true. Uh, I know, but it's fun to perpetuate the myth. (laughs) I think that the game that's most likely to get stale quickest, I hate to say this because because I like the studio and I like the people involved in it, is Evolve. I think Evolve, and I see a lot of people in the chat room are shouting Evolve from the top of their lungs as games they're most excited about. It's certainly one of the games that's going to come up soonest in 2015. Uh, I think for me, it's going to be a game that I play a little of and like, but will not have staying power just because that particular format of, of just sort of getting into new rounds of, of uh, FPS fighting, I think gets, gets a little old quick for, for me. But um, what do you think? Do you think Evolve is going to be a game you're going to dig? No, I mean, I think it will be a game um, that the people that love it will love it. I don't think it's a game for me and the way it's set up. I know they're saying now it will have some form of a single player experience or, or story or campaign. Um, I love seeing games like this come out because they are you know new and different or taking a new approach to um, online multiplayer. Um, I was just trying to Google, but I couldn't get it fast enough and my mind is blanking. What is the PlayStation um, service called where it like lets you play games that I own or you can watch them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but, uh, yeah, where, where the one we tried with the Lords of the Fallen, where you, you took over my game. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out in a little bit, but I think that service and hopefully I think it's a great service when it works and, uh, share hopefully play. Microsoft gets something like share play. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Space um, Bob in the chat. I, no, thank you, Jeff Kanata. Um, <laughs> uh, I think something like that could be great 
for Evolve because it's like you, you know, I buy it, you come in and play, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. I need to get it. And so I hope Microsoft implements something like that, or maybe Evolve itself has something, a feature like that in the game. Because I think that's how you could really build a great community around the game. So I hope to see more of that. With because without a great community, um, you know, that game lives and dies by its community. Yeah, and, and a lot of people in the chat are challenging me on my my stance about uh, round based first person shooters and saying, "What about Overwatch?" and uh, and some people are even saying Overwatch will bomb. I do not think Overwatch will bomb. I think Overwatch will be what Blizzard always proves, which is the the thing that I didn't think I liked when they make it. I tend to like it <laughs> uh, because they they add such polish and such. Um, vibrancy to the mechanic like i think i think overwatch is going to not feel like evolve at all or it's not it's not going to feel like any first person shooter at all. i think it's going to feel more like a moba i think it's gonna it's gonna i don't know i'm very hopeful for overwatch uh because i'm such a blizzard fanboy self-admitted but i you know it may not retain me it may not retain me in the way that other blizzard titles do but i am certainly more excited for that than than pretty much any other first person shooter that i i can think of i think that 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 is going to there's just such a um the the approach the stated design goals for overwatch are much more along the lines of things that i want it's like it's it it's it's a game that's designed to bring people like me into that world so i'm hoping um May I just roll down very quickly, roll call these games, and then yeah. um, so people kind of know what we're looking at, and if we're leaving any off, and maybe people can chat or call with what they're most excited for. So the games we have down are some of the big ones for 2015. Uh, real quick, no man, in no order, No Man's Sky, Legend of Zelda, Evolve, Witcher 3, Dying Light, The Order, Battlefield Hardline, Bloodborne, Mortal Kombat X, Batman, Assassin's Creed Victory, Battleborn, Crackdown 3, Fortnite. Halo 5, My Wallet is Weeping, Just Cause 3, King's Quest, I've refinanced my home, Metal Gear Solid 4, Amanda has divorced me, Quantum Break, 5, thank you, 5, Quantum Break, Rise of the Tomb Raider, I'm now homeless, Star Fox, Star Wars Battlefront, I am uh, giving massages to get money to pay for uh, my gaming habit, Rainbow Six The Siege, Street Fighter 5, Uncharted 4, Christian's Game of the Year, despite it being just more Uncharted, and Star Citizen. Holy crap. That's a lot of games. It's a lot of really awesome games. I, I'm uh, in that list. The ones that I'm drawn to right off the top, uh, Crackdown 3. I, I have such high hopes for that game. Um, I loved Crackdown 1. Crackdown 2 is a little disappointing. I'm hoping Crackdown 3 gets back to that. I'd love to see the Crackdown world in next gen, vibrant, you know, in a, uh, a Sunset Overdrive esque level of, of detail. I think that would be so rad. Uh, and I hope they it just make it make that entire game just about collecting orbs. That's all I really care about. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely worried about. Um, oh, what was the game on there that that? Uh, oh, I'm definitely as much as I love the studio and I'm excited about this game. I'm worried. One game I'm worried will let me down is Quantum Break. I think. Uh, I think if that game just plays like a shooter, I'll be I'll be a little disappointed by it. I want it to be more than that. I, I really love. I mean, I loved Max Payne, which is very much a shooter, and I really loved um, Alan Wake. But I wanted Alan Wake to be more than a shooter, and and I thought the 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 light dark mechanic was was a fun way to change up the shooter. But I wanted it to 
I wanted it to be more adventure game. I wanted it to be more about investigating that that city, that town, that sleepy little main town, um, and less about shooting nightmarish creatures. And I want Quantum Break to be more story based and less shootery, but I, I fear it will it will just be shootery. Yeah, I think the story is going to come from the TV thing is my fear or assumption that that's kind of the story and then you play out all the bombastic action moments. Um, and I think they'll save that other stuff for, I mean, they're, they're bringing in talented actors and film crew. <laughs> they're going to use them for something, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've always done really great story elements in the games. I just want the the actual mechanics, the gameplay elements to be reinforcing that and not like, hey, watch this awesome cutscene and now cut to a an arena shooter. Um which speaking of that particular paradigm, do you think Uncharted 4 will be anything other than that? No. I I mean, I I fully accept and expect. I expect Uncharted 4 to be more uncharted and I'm comfortably okay with my gaming taste to know that that will be enough. I mean, I watched that 15-minute gameplay, and um, yeah, awesome. The combat looks better. It looks like they learned some stuff from The Last of Us. Um, I think the enemy AI will be better, but it's going to be more of the same, and I am (laughs) A-OK with with that. Um, I mean, I guess to some extent, maybe for you, the comparison would be it will be like a really great, wow expansion right like you're playing wow and it's still wow but they've done enough to make the world interesting for you again and mm-hmm. added enough new well whistle, whistle bells and whistles i can't even talk wells um, and whistles new stuff bells and whistles to make it fun and exciting and that's great and that's what i'm hoping for uh let's uh let's go to the phones we they were being a little uh finicky last week so i i apologize in advance if this is gonna if this goes poorly but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna check out uh we got somebody on the line from the uh, 516 area code what's your name where are you calling from what are you excited about for 2015 hey jeff uh spicer i uh my name's Latap, and I'm calling from New York. And I am excited for a ton of different games, uh, Bloodborne, uh, Persona 5, uh, and a couple of those. I can't remember their names, but they either were at E3 or, or one of those things where uh, it was this traveling, uh, and it was like a beautiful world. I'm trying to search for it right now, but I can't seem to find it. But, yeah, I, I feel like there um, and some surprises that I won't even know that they're amazing until I, I play them. Yeah, um, I think that, that you make a great point. We, we certainly listed off the, uh, the big AAA stuff that we know about. But, you know, if you, especially if you look at my list from last week of the stuff I loved from 2014, uh, I would say, you know, four out of five of my top five I didn't even know were going to come out at the time, uh, at the beginning of the year. And uh, a lot of them are smaller games. And, and certainly smaller games are, are making up a lot more of my gaming time. They're smaller in the sense of budget, smaller in the sense of, of size of, of creative team. Uh, the independent scene is so vibrant and so fun and so exciting. There's certainly going to be a lot of stuff in 2015 that I don't know I'm going to love until, uh, until it comes out and, and I don't even know about yet. So that's, that's also very exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think Ori and the Blind Forest, if I have that name correct, is is one of those games that we do know about that I think could be amazing. And like Shovel Knight for me, um, you know, 
such a great experience. And then um, Counter Spy, I just stumbled into at the indie section of last year's E3 and ended up being totally charmed away by it. So yeah, it's easy to get consumed with these AAA games that, don't get me wrong, will consume us. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of other awesome stuff that comes out on vinyl that Jeff buys and owns. And- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, he brought up Bloodborne as well. I mean, I fell in love with Dark Souls 2 this year, and I'm certainly very excited about Bloodborne. I think it's going to be a really interesting revitalization of that concept. Uh, I hope it lives up to the hype. I I can't imagine From Software is going to disappoint there. Um, It just looks so, so cool. I'm definitely excited about that one. Um, what's your take, Christian, on the order? Do you think it, there's a lot of people in the chat room who are talking about how that really seems like the game that has the potential of, of, of being a bomb. Um, I, I'm really excited for it. What do you think? I, I think it won't win over critics. I think that people, I, I think I'm going to really enjoy it, but I'm totally okay with it coming out and getting sevens i think it's going to be a short experience and pretty hand-holdy in terms of very linear um type of game and you know i'm i'm okay with that i think like i think games like no man's sky it's great that they exist i think it's great that games that walk me through a hallway and do it very well and have me shoot really pretty looking it's great for those games to exist too but i do not think the order is going to set the world on fire either um aside aside from its graphics i think it's graphics that'll be the game that you'll put in and be like when your buddy comes over and be like dude or halo 5 i think too could really blow people away um you know with some of the lighting effects and the armor effects and stuff that 343 is 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 doing with that game um, I think those will be showpiece games where like, dude, look at this. But I don't I don't think you'll much like the order, Jeff. I think it'll be too predictable in terms of its gameplay for you to really get behind it. Interesting. I, I hope you're wrong. I, I really uh, I'm really excited by it. I, I think the the fiction is so interesting and so compelling and so cool. I, I really want it to be great. Um, there's a few other games here I just want to bring up. I think this year is going to be all Star Wars all the time as far as popular media goes. And I think Star Wars Battlefront is going to be a much bigger deal than than people are placing it right now. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited no. for it. No, no it's not going to. Man, this is this, well, this is class. This is great. That is just us, and it's us being us. <laughs> we, we can't be better of friends that just have think the other person's views are so wrong <laughs> no oh man i think this game's gonna bomb really i think it's gonna be broken i think unfortunately it will be a game or fortunately that disney will be like whoa we gotta get control of our games back because this game ain't that good wow um mm-mm, mm-mm. why why do you think it's gonna be great it's gonna be battlefield but a bad version of battlefield because it's not battlefield um and ugh. Ugh, what, what what wins you over about this game? You don't um, even like Battlefield games that much. Uh, speeder bikes? Um, Adats? Uh, I don't know if you've heard of a thing called a lightsaber? Uh, yeah, that uh, makes it a little different than Battlefield. And I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to look great. The one thing I do think is that it's not going to make 2015. <laughs> I think it's going to be a 2016 game, which is going to be st- – if it does come out in 2015, then you may be right that it's completely broken when it comes out. But it can't – so here's the problem. It can't 
it can't be as awesome as our fanboy dreams and little kid onesie pajamas let us think that it would be to be this thing because a, a Jedi is is incredible and so powerful and so quick and able to take down a field of stormtroopers. And you can't do that in, in Battlefront when your other friend is playing as a stormtrooper. They have to have the exact same odds of taking you down. When you have a lightsaber and you're able to blow up an ad ad as one person, get get out of here. You can't do that. Are you kidding? I, that took Luke Skywalker, that. the safe spoiler alert for Star Wars four five, uh, <laughs> the original trilogy. That took like this the, the savior of the galaxy and his five friends to pull that off. You as run of the mill do it just doesn't work in that fiction and speeder. It, no, if you don't like Battlefront, Battlefield. Putting a Star Wars wrapper on it, I think to some extent ruins it because you're getting this wish fulfillment, but then you realize that you're not as cool as any of these things because you can't be. I want to, uh, if I come out with a game, if I make a game ever in my life, I want to call it the savior of the universe and his five friends. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what I want to call it. Well, uh, let's call it and her five friends because uh, you know I have a daughter and another daughter on the way, so I need to be better about uh, you know making sure that I have female protagonists that she can look up to. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I want to get to our uh, our bold predictions, but what what is there any other games on here you want to th- throw some hate onto before we get off of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the games that I want to throw love onto, other people will will hate on because um, it's just where I am. <laughs> I, I think Halo Five. I'm I'm optimistic for that game to be good, and that uh, so far the 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 beta, um, you know, people are excited about it, and I think Halo Five will be will be fun and great um i i think just cause three has the potential to be the come out of you know not quite left field the way just cause two did but just an awesome awesome game that people are like man why did i not marry this game two years ago you know Um, i hated just cause two right i i know so that you can throw some shade on that yeah um because you hate fun apparently (laughs) (laughs) and I, i i also do think um, that if it comes out, Star Fox could be great. Wow, interesting. Um, you think and Star why Fox... Do you, why do you... Oh, go ahead. Do you remember Star Fox Adventures from the GameCube? I mean, Star Fox Adventures was basically like uh, like Metroid Lite. It was basically the same game as, as, as the first-person Metroid, but done in third-person. And uh, I hope... I, I think that would be awesome, personally. I really like Star Fox Adventures, uh, and I hope it's more of the same. What I don't want Star Fox to be on the Wii U is just a space battle game. I, I really don't. I really don't care about that. I mean, I, uh, I'm yes, I'm excited for Star Citizen, but I much prefer Star Fox Adventures style, where I'm getting out of my ship, I'm running around, I'm collecting things, I'm, I'm doing fun stuff. It's just the games I prefer Man. to play, but. See now, now, now who's throwing hate? You're you're <laughs> poo pooing Just Cause Three, and you spent like two years on Weekend Confirmed, just ringing up the I hate Just Cause Two flag, even though it's such a great game. Oh, it's terrible. And now you're you're saying you're saying your favorite Star Fox is the Zelda ripoff. Yeah, get, get out of here. <laughs> you know I... how many swear words I just held in right a, now? <laughs> a lot, all, all of them. A lot. I want a Star Fox, but I don't want it to be a space combat game. Go home, Jeff. You're drunk. I don't know if you're still drunk from New Year's, but you're crazy. Uh, well, I will say uh, The Division is a shooter that I'm very excited for, although I could totally see that game slipping into 2016 as well. Um, and being horrible. Um, I hope it's not horrible. Please don't be. Are you saying those? Are you basing your these games are horrible 
on the company that is putting them out? Am I basing that these games are going to be horrible based on the track record in which these games have come out from the companies before them? Yes. It's called Reasonable Expectations, Jeff. (laughs) Okay, well, fair enough. Far Cry 4 is incredible. Everything else that Ubisoft has put out recently has has not been incredible. And The Division, are you, come on, come on. Did you play Watch Dogs? I did. It's funny that game, it's probably one of the top selling games of the year, and yet no one talked about it at the end of the year. It was like, it was like no one remembers that Watch Dogs came out in 2014. Um, Interesting. It'd be interesting to see if we get a Watch Dogs 2 announcement this year. I could see that happening. Two watch, two dogs. Two watch, two dogs. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to our predictions then. We're gonna we're gonna break these up into two two categories. We're gonna do our bold predictions, which we will hold ourselves accountable this time next year in 2016. We will revisit these and see how many we got right and how many we got wrong. And then we're gonna do a separate category of just the crazies. And this is just gonna be out of left field crazy. <laughs> Pie in the sky, crazy talk predictions. Uh, I've been doing that all show. <laughs> no, that's that's basically you for the last year on this show. But uh, we're actually going to put it in its own category this time. Okay. Uh, and if you're in the chat uh, or on the phone, you're welcome to uh, come up with cool, uh, crazy, uh, or bold predictions uh, of your own. Um, so, Christian, I will let you have first prediction what is your what is a prediction for 2015? Hit it. Well, is this bold or crazy? Bold. We'll do bold. We'll do we'll do crazy at the end. Okay. PS4 maintains its worldwide lead in sales over Xbox One, taking it back to my first story of the week, getting into sales number. PS4 continues worldwide sales lead over Xbox One. All right, I think that's pretty that's a pretty limp uh, little uh, prediction. I think that uh, I think there's very few people that would think that that won't happen. They kind of have a pretty tough lead to surmount at this point but uh, but i'll give that to you i think that's probably a pretty pretty good uh prediction i think uh here's here's a prediction i think that um at e3 microsoft will make two hardware announcements i mean, either at e3 or before e3 uh two hardware announcements one of which is a vr headset their own VR headset. They'll be in that game. It's not going to come out this year, but they're going to announce that they're in that game because everybody needs to be in that game. And the second is they're going to do a Xbox One Slim that's going to be less expensive and smaller. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the headset VR and rumored that they are, in fact, working on one. So, yeah, I'll give you that. In a Slim Xbox One, I, I freaking hope so. I mean, it's not how hard is it to make the little smaller? <laughs> right. It's pretty big <laughs> that now. It's massive. But yeah. I, I agree. I I think that hopefully, you know, costs of, of materials will come down and they can make a smaller one. Because um, I do, I really enjoy um, my Xbox One and there are great games on it. So a, a smaller one and a cheaper one would be would be great for them. I'll piggyback off of yours and say that Oculus is the only VR headset of note, VR headset that launches this year. Neither Microsoft nor Sony's um, make calendar year 2015. I don't think Oculus even comes out this year. To be honest with you, as as much as I want it to, I don't think I don't. I don't think it, I don't think it hits the actual market this year. But wow, it's so it's so product ready. I think they just need to make it pretty for consumers. They've said they're so. You don't believe them? Uh, I want to believe them. I just I just dare not hope. <laughs> I dare not hope. Um, okay. okay, I'll do another Oculus prediction. I'll do another Oculus prediction. I predict this is bold. I predict there will be a major 
AAA franchise that is announced as an Oculus. Uh, there's an Oculus version, an Oculus centric iteration on a major franchise. So you're saying to play. I feel like you were nine tenths of the way of saying exclusive, and then you really dialed down your prediction. So <laughs> is this a game? Is this a game that I can play on any other thing, but will have a very major Oculus type feature, or will this be like Connect games of yesteryear, where it was like better with Connect? Like no, define, I think it's going to be. I'm I gonna think it's going to be. You in a corner, des- Jeff Kanata. <laughs> I think it's going to be designed. For VR, maybe, maybe not even Oculus, maybe it's Project Morpheus, but it's going to be a major franchise. And the only way to play this, this version, this, this uh, iteration of this franchise is to play it in VR. Are you talking about Eve? Because that game, they've already shown it. No, not 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 Eve. It'll be a different one. All right. It looks great, though. That looks, that looks great. That is, that is a big prediction. Bold uh, what prediction. Game? All right. Bold. What game? What game? I'm, what I don't game? know what game. I'm not going to be that crazy. But uh, what game is it? A PC game or a console game? What game? It's a console game. It's a it's a traditionally console uh, franchise that has also appeared on PC. I don't know what game. <laughs> Pastor okay. M. Titus is, is in, it, the, in the chat room says Madden. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be made by Peter Malinue? No, it is not going to be made by Peter. <laughs> All right. What is your what is your next bold prediction? The Vita R.I.P. Edition. Oh, that sounds like that sounds just like Christian cries himself to sleep prediction. Well, I've had fun with it and I'll continue to play it, but I think it officially uh and by officially I mean they just quit talking about it. <laughs> they never make a we quit making it, but I think it officially gets put to pasture in twenty fifteen. Okay. Interesting. You think that they they PlayStation do you think they make an announcement? They've announced that it's gonna be that it's dead or it just sort of fizzles away and no one speaks of it? I think it just fizzles away and no one speaks of it. I think PlayStation Now and being available on, what is it, coming to some Samsung smart TVs and trying to get that on phones and tablets, I think that will be their focus. And I think, like, oh, and you can also do it on Vita, and oh, oh, oh and it'll, it will die. It'll die. All right, let's go to a, let's go to a call. Let's see if anybody in, on, the, on the line has a bold prediction. We have somebody on there from the 303 area code. Uh, what is your name, where you're calling from, and what is your... Bold prediction or game you're looking forward to? Um, hey, this is the Gru. I'm <clears throat> out of Denver. Um, I'm not good at predicting things, so I'll stick to uh, what I'm looking forward to this year. So the two main ones, basically, are going to be Bloodborne and Persona 5 for me. Um, too big, big fan of the Souls game, so more of that is just going to be awesome. And then a huge fan of the Persona series. In fact, I was on this very show last year trying to... Uh, lobby for it uh persona four for uh for that greatest games of all time or whatever uh, thing you guys were doing back back last year right so super hyped about that one right that's uh well thanks for calling in the guru uh, he's always a big part of our chat room and we appreciate the participation uh, every week and uh, always with great comments um persona is a game that didn't even make make the little list we wrote up here christian and a lot of people i think would object to that uh, i didn't ever get into persona four uh you did though right you played a little of it didn't you i've played many a version of persona four persona is one of it's an persona four um specifically for me is, is an incredible game and i think persona five is going to be an incredible game persona series seems like one of the best game series that is for whatever reason too 
I don't know the reason, but for whatever reason, is not able to become a mainstream smash success, sorry about the stutter there, um, the way something like Final Fantasy did. Maybe Persona 5 will be Persona's Final Fantasy 7, because Final Fantasy games, you know, were certainly deep and complex games when they came out, but, you know, 7, um, or maybe even 3, or whenever, how far, very far you want to go back, you know, broke that into the mainstream, and Persona, despite coming out with quality game after quality game, has never become that... You know, you can talk to it about with your um, friend's friend at the holiday party, and they'll be like, "Yeah, dude, Persona's great." Final Fantasy is in just general conversation. Um, I don't know. Have have you you never really got hooked? I, I, I didn't. think you'd like them. Yeah, people tell me that a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I should I should give it a shot. I, maybe when five comes out, I'll I will be a convert. Uh, like I was for Dark Souls 2, when I was like, eh, I don't think I'll like Dark Souls, and then I played, finally played Dark Souls 2, and I was like, yeah, everybody should be playing this, why, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I got another prediction for you. How about this? Um, th- th- these are not, not super out of the crazy world, but I think um, this year is going to be all about Gears of War. I think we're going to get a big new Gears of War announcement. I think it's going to be one of the big announcements at E3. Um and I think that game will be out this year. I will, it will be announced this year, and it will be out at the end of 2015. Oh, I, I think we'll get an HD remaster of 1 through 3, and I think Gears... They're already in HD! Uh, I, well, a remastered edition, <laughs> uh, whatever it's called, edition. Um, I think Gears, the reboot, which will be a reboot, and it will be Dom, will be um, Dom and Marcus and all those guys, will be 2016. Interesting. Uh, what do you, you, you think it'll be new protagonists? No, or do you I think, think it'll still be. I think it's. Uh, I think it's Marcus Phoenix uh, back. Marcus Phoenix back in the main role. We found more stuff. We dug deeper. Who knew our planet went deeper? <laughs> Who knew there was a deeper? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, it's easy to make fun of those games, but Gears One, Two, and Three so fun. I love so fun. They're they're great. Yeah, they're great. Come on, they, I would I welcome more Gears of War. I would love them. I hope they uh, make them. They emphasize some interesting new uh, multiplayer stuff. I, I really think the Gears games in multiplayer are a blast. So. Uh, I, I hope that it's more com- uh, cooperative uh, multiplayer. I think that's great. Um, you got well, any more? Got gears, any more predictions? Gears, hmm? a gears, the Gears game, the Gears reboot, whatever it is, the Gears game will be the best version of Evolve. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. That's interesting. Interesting. Uh, what do you? What do you else you got? What else you got on your bold predictions? Oh man. Okay. Um, E3 is um, lackluster. Well, this is the year. That's just subjective. Every year, you every year you people say it's lackluster. That's just completely subjective. No. Uh, last year there was uh, Project Morpheus. There's always been things, and I, unless Nintendo comes out with a and really announces a thing, um, this year is 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 just like well, great. There's games. Blah. I don't think there's anything that people get really excited about. Oh man, you're so such a sad sack. It, it, this year has no. the potential to be the coolest E3 ever because if VR is there in a real way, if uh, these consoles have finally matured to the point where we're getting to see stuff that really looks new and fresh and interesting, uh, this is the Wait. year. This is the year to be to be excited about. 
You see, this is this is the magic that you do, Jeff. That I need. That I was trying to do by talking like <laughs> that. Somehow, you managed to be a negative Nancy, but everybody <laughs> thinks that you're always positive. I How said, am I a negative Nancy? That, uh, I said that Oculus would come out this year, and you're like, no, no way. I don't want to get my hopes up. And you even tried to spin that positively. You're like, I'm so excited. I don't want to get my hopes up. And now you're sitting here force-feeding me lies about this E3 being VR being there in a big way when it's not going to come out this year? Shut your face. Uh, you can't do that. You can't have your cake and make me eat it. <laughs> you love cake. Uh, Pastor Pastor good. M. Titus in the in the uh, chat says that you predicted a lackluster E3, but you also predicted that Nintendo will announce new hardware. That seems con- contrary. That seems like, uh, like they can't both be true. Mutually exclusive. Well, they'll announce it, but nothing will be shown. So, and I don't think they'll do it at E3. Boom. Oh, and uh, he also said that I am. I said Oculus Rift won't be out this year, but E3 will be all about VR. Yeah, it, they'll be talking all about it, but they it won't actually launch. Yeah, that, that's not the first time that that has happened. Um, okay, I got another one. I got another one. Uh, how about this? How about this for you? There will be a an excellent AAA game without lego in the title that will feature marvel characters and we will all be excited about it it will be a good marvel game and it will be announced this year okay i'm excited who makes it i don't know why do you ask me for specifics i'm making bold broad predictions here (laughs) i don't know what the i don't know what the rights rights situation is so i could say a company that doesn't even have the rights to stuff uh but I think there's going to be a Marvel – like the fact that we don't have a Marvel – like full-on Marvel game akin to you know the Batman franchise, the Arkham franchise, uh, while the Marvel movies are completely owning the box office is insane. And I think someone's going to rectify that situation in 2015. OK. I like that. I'm on board. Um, you want a big positive one? I don't know if yeah. this gets into the crazies prediction or not. Positive um, one. Microsoft drops the gold subscription fee. Whoa! What? Free Xbox Live Gold? I, I think that's gearing towards crazy, or they unlock it, basically, and all, and it's just games for gold, or I don't know, some, somehow, but that's their big drop that they have. PlayStation made multiplayer cost. Xbox is going to be like, you know what? Multiplayer is for everybody. It's better when you play, jump in, or something like that. Well, the chat room unanimously unanimously thinks this is in the crazies. Uh, they think you're insane to think that. <laughs> um, uh, I think that would be bold. It would certainly be bold. So you're saying that you can play competitive multiplayer uh, for free and you'll get f- games for free for free, just for free, just by logging on. No, I don't think you'll get the game. That's why I think they might they – might, I don't know what they'll do with that. This is in the crazies, but I think – with games like Halo 5 and if Gears comes out and that's a Microsoft-owned franchise made by a Microsoft-owned studio now, I mean, that marketing line is huge for them, right? If it's something like games are meant to be played together, now free, only on Xbox One. Well, I would think – I think that would be a very bold move. Uh, it certainly fe- – it, it might feel very desperate, um, which is one argument against them maybe doing it. But uh, it certainly would be compelling from a consumer standpoint. I mean that's a bomb to drop at E3, right? Yeah. Like, uh, that, that's, that's big and I think that would be pretty awesome. 
It certainly would would sort of get them back in the good graces of the average gamer. It's that it's that like we love you kind of announcement, you know. It'd be interesting. Um, okay, I got uh, I got a couple more here before we get to the crazies. Um, I think there's going to be a new Rockstar game announced, but it will not be Red Dead Two, even though that's what I want most. I think it will be a new IP uh, Rockstar game, not Bully Two. Not Bully 2, no. It might be that agent game or whatever that agent game has turned into, but I think it will be a brand new IP, uh, and I, even as, as much as I want Red Dead 2, I think it's not going to be Red Dead 2. Do uh, you think it will come out this year or just get announced this year? Just get announced this year. Okay, okay. Uh, I also think uh, from Nintendo, we will get new first-person Metroid game announced uh, for 2016. They will they will announce it at E3 and it will be uh, that their 2016 sort of tentpole game, and I also think that they will announce their amiibo adventure game. They're gonna they're sort of Skylanders or Disney Infinity esque like run around with you put your amiibos in the game and run around with them and do things. And if to to verge on crazy talk, I think that game might play suspiciously similar to a MOBA. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't think Nintendo knows what a MOBA is, so I put that in the crazy category, but I, <laughs> I like it. All right. I think a MOBA is too hardcore and too competitive for Nintendo right now and too exclusionary. Well, they're already doing, you know, Splatoon is already their sort of first-person shooter. They have their fighting game franchise. I I think they could do a a, a version of MOBA that doesn't doesn't look exactly like a MOBA, but sort of is anyway. And, uh, with Amiibos, like that could be the next, that could be the next big thing with MOBAs is like, yeah, you've got your fuck, you, you've got your, your figurine, but, uh, he can bring, you can bring him in and fight with him. That's cool. You don't think it'll be like Mariablo three and it's a dungeon crawler. <laughs> oh, I would play the crap out of Mariablo three. I would be all I think over it'd be that. Cool. Yeah. Give me some gear for my little Mario guy. Oh, I just got new shoulders for Mario. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, new hats, new boots, new raccoon suits. <laughs> I love it. That would be, I would, dude, make that game, Nintendo. Make that game. All right, dude. Uh, you want to go to crazies? You got a crazy for me? World of crazies. I, oh, we're jumping into crazies? Yeah, let's do it. So my bold was that Nintendo announces new hardware. My crazy is Nintendo is done. What do you mean they're done? They're out of the hardware game. They're done. That is dumb. That is dumb. That's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen. Okay. All right. How does that go down? They're just like one day they just sent out a press release saying like, like Sega did, like we're just, we're out the game guys. We're just going to make software. How does it happen? Is that they're a public company, uh, in, in Japan, and uh, their people, their investors are calling for them to make games for mobile and to use their IP and monetize it. Or they, they get bought. Disney buys them because Disney owns my entire body and soul. Um, and something like that because the people are sick and they still have a great big war chest, but I think investors are wary and they're not confident that Nintendo can create a success and they don't have plans for one. And what they're doing right now isn't going to work. And someone's either going to come in and 
and buy them and make them no longer in other means, or they're going to stop doing it themselves and try to restructure as something different. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. Uh, I don't think it's crazy. It's going to happen. It's, it's crazy. So your prediction for Nintendo is nothing. My prediction – no, I already said the first-person Metroid, Amiibo, uh, Amiibo Adventure game. I think I think they, they still make the Wii U. Zelda comes out on Wii U. Wii U sells enough units to still be being sold. It, it does really solid numbers, but it doesn't compete on the same level as Xbox or, or PS4. And uh, they, they continue making the GameCube of this generation, and that's fine. And they do fine, and it's fine. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to, cre- well, let's, everybody in the chat room is yelling at us to take more calls. So I'm going to take uh, another call. We got somebody on the line from, uh, what we got? Six, uh, six, uh, six, six, one is on the line. Uh, what is your name? Where are you calling from? And, um, you got a crazy prediction. Uh, well, my name is Robert. I'm from Bakersfield, California. Um, I don't know if it's crazy, uh, but I think that this year, Harmonix hits back uh, from Dance Central and uh, Fantasia and hits back with Rock Band 4, but with gameplay like Rocksmith, where you can use an actual, any real guitar. Wow, that's actually uh, very crazy, because one of my crazy predictions, that's really funny you bring that up, one of my crazies was a new Guitar Hero is announced. Um, so I think that, I think that I agree with you. I think that they, we have had enough time now and let that, that whole crazy, that whole, uh, genre die and lay dormant long enough that we can come back to it. And I would be, I for one would welcome, uh, a new guitar hero. Um, uh, but he said rock band, which is interesting. I don't know about it being, I, I'm not really interested in using a real guitar, I think that that's way too niche to be a fun video game because it requires a you know very expensive guitar to be owned by by people. But uh, I I do I do look back fondly at this point on Guitar Hero. What do you think, Christian? Man, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you think it's not going to happen? What do they have? Well, I mean, the way it could happen is you just you're buying just the guitar, right? Like a guitar is is. I don't know, 25 bucks, and it comes with 10 songs, like a, a code to redeem for 10 songs, kind of like the SingStar approach now where you get to use your phone and it gives you like, you know, 10 songs free, then everything else is a la carte. I think that kind of approach could work, and it's just a, it's just a little guitar, um, maybe even a smaller guitar than what it was before where they're not trying to make it even look anything, not look, but, you know, be close to even a full guitar size. It'd be maybe like ukulele size, so it doesn't take up as much uh, space on store shelves. And then the, 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 the bread and butter is trying to get you to buy songs. I could maybe see that happening, but I don't know, man. I don't know if retailers want all those boxes back. I remember, <laughs> I remember when they're trying to clear it all out. <laughs> and it was like walking into a store inside a store in Best Buy. Like they had so many of them. I also remember you when we were doing our sold out double jumps at UCB. Uh, every show ended with Jeff's garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> I have regrets. You were giving rid of all that crap. <laughs> I have regrets. I, 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 there are days when I'm like, you know what I would love to do? Just rock out. You know, there's some songs that I hear that I am more familiar with them from Guitar Hero than I am from, you know, life. So I'll, I'll be in the store or something and some song will come on the radio. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this riff on Guitar Hero. I kind of wish I could go home and play it. 
Um, but I gave all that like, stuff away. I love away. the song. Red, yellow, yellow, red, red, yellow, yeah. yellow, red, red, yellow, yellow, red, stretch to blue. <laughs> it's exactly it, man. It's exactly it. Um, uh, do you have another crazy prediction, Christian? Um, I guess, I guess this is crazy. Um, oh man, I don't, I don't quite know the way to phrase it. Um, but Microsoft makes a huge, and I'm talking Minecraft level, huge acquisition this year. And I don't quite know who yet is my problem that makes it not as crazy, but it's crazy because it is, it's not Nintendo. They don't think they buy Nintendo. I don't know if, do they buy, I don't know the contract. Do they buy Naughty Dog? I mean, it's it's that. It's that ah. level of like, ours. We want you. And I don't know who else it is. Maybe it's Insomniac. They, they just straight up buy them. James, let me know. Is that true? Text me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something, something like that. Or, you know, maybe it's in the indie space too. Like, but a huge, 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 like, I don't know. I don't know who it is, but there's something there's something there. Hmm. Bungie, they buy Bungie back. They can't because of that contract, but it's that level. All it's right. that level of big because Microsoft is is back in it. Interesting. Interesting. It would be uh it would be crazy if you had a specific people, but I, I get you. Um they definitely you know well, they, Go ahead. If I knew the contract a little better, I would say it's naughty dog. But I, I just don't know. Or, or or ready at dawn. I just don't know how owned or second party those two companies are. But it, it so my gut says Naughty Dog. But I just don't know if legally that's possible. Crazy. That would be crazy if uh, Uncharted Four. It'd be crazy. Uncharted Four. Like it's like you hear a scratch mark. You know, it's uh, record scratch, and then they're like it's uh, Xbox One exclusive. That would be nuts. Uh, or no, that's the that's the last Naughty Dog game on, on PlayStation is Uncharted Four, and then they launched with the new IP wow. on. Xbox One. A thief's end is the end. That'd be crazy. <laughs> the, the, the real thief at the end is Microsoft stealing the company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's take another call. We got some people with some awesome predictions here. We got somebody from six four six on the line. Uh, what's your name? Where you calling from? And uh, what's your bold prediction? Hey, how's it going, Jeff and Christian? It's uh, it's Mike from Brooklyn. And uh, all right, I got a, I got a couple. I'm gonna go. I'll start with a negative, which I think is we're going to get another one of those DDoS things happening, and it'll probably happen uh, at one of the biggest launches, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, of the year uh, until, you know, they figure out how to stop those things. That I guess they'll keep happening. Uh, riffing off uh, what you guys were talking about before, how about this? Uh, Nintendo comes out with a new console that has VR in it. All right. I mean, why not? Why not combine both ideas? <laughs> uh, a thing I'd like, but probably probably won't happen, is a, a slight, you know, price drop on digital, uh, uh, you know, digital software versus uh, CDs. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And my uh, crazy prediction is Nintendo goes into dating apps to help increase the Japanese birth rate. <laughs> And that's where their money's going to come next, you know, in the future. I love, I love this call. Thank you for calling in. Uh, the uh, let's let's talk a little bit first about VR Nintendo console. I think uh, I think that's crazy. I think Nintendo kind of learned their lesson from jumping on 3D and going, "Yeah, 3D, we're banking on it. Let's do this." And then everybody went, uh, "You know what? We're not doing 3D." And they're like, "Wait, what? 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 Everybody?" Um, and uh, oh, sorry, Jeff. 
I need to leave. I just swiped right on Luigi, and he swiped right on me. So um. <laughs> yeah, Talk, Luigi's love stare instead of death stare. Um, that's crazy. If Nintendo was like, we have a cultural duty to save our nation, so what we need to do is create dating apps. Um, that is a crazy prediction, and I asked for crazy predictions, and by God, you delivered. Uh, what do you think, Christian? Dating app for Nintendo? Uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't think they will. I, I mean, I think Konami is closer to doing something like that. They'd just be like, Hey, um, Metal Gear team, <laughs> go crazy. And then, <laughs> uh, I don't, I do not want to see that and, game. No, no one wants to see it, but it'd be crazy. Um, uh, unfortunately DDoS attacks. Yep. Yeah, that's not crazy. That's there's probably one happening right now <laughs> somewhere. Um, yeah. I, you know what would be and, crazy uh, is is a a DDoS. I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but wouldn't it be horrible if a DDoS attack happened during E3? If it was like all the streams of all the E3 stuff gets attacked, it's just sort of like attack on the industry during the industry's biggest event. I think that would be a a major bummer. But I don't want to give anyone any ideas. So Zach, edit that out. Oh, and people in the chats uh, said I'm trying to scroll up, but I can't see that. Uh, Naughty Dog is owned by Sony. Okay, fine. Um, people threw out Capcom as a, oh, as a company that maybe yeah. they could buy. That's that could interesting. be interesting. Yeah. Um, or maybe even Square. How hemorrhaging is Square right now? That could be a big buy. They have a relationship already with uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, Jeff, just uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, we will not speak I, of it. Did you say something about? About E3, I don't remember. I do think that Microsoft will release their next operating system, and they'll call it DDoS. Instead of MS-DOS? <laughs> Instead of MS-DOS, it's just DDoS. So, you know, taking the power back. Uh, Zach is saying that uh, Sony's stream uh, from E3 last year wasn't a DDoS, but uh, it was so bad that a DDoS may have actually helped it. <laughs> um, That's like watch ESPN during the college um, football games last uh, last week. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Or even Apple events. Ooh, it was um, awful. Yeah. Um, okay, I got one more uh, crazy, crazy prediction. Ready for this one? Ready. This year's Call of Duty will be set in World War II, but it will be an alternate history World War II with steampunk tech. It'll have like steam mechs and steam like hovercraft and steam technology and but it'll be in world war ii um call of duty wolfenstein <laughs> okay it'll be call of wolfenstein the duty edition um i know that's crazy i want i want call of duty to be interesting and awesome and different and i where i suspect it's just going to be call of duty advanced warfare 2 but i what i want is call of duty uh return to alternate world war ii uh in space well, no it's going to be call no, of duty um black ops are they on three or four it's it's that turn now there you go yeah call of uh, call of infinite lord sugar is saying in the chat call of infinite um yeah it's, it's pretty cool okay um, one more you got any other you got any others i have one more crazy yeah this is crazy that's not maybe it's not that crazy because uh, hearthstone was this year but the consensus game of the year will be a phone and tablet game. What? All right. I mean, interesting. What if, I think that's crazy. What if what if we get uh, a competent tablet MOBA from Valve? What if 
I don't know. What if? What? That's it's crazy. It's crazy. If you didn't react, what? I I wouldn't have done a good prediction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I I think you actually are right that the the closest that we could have gotten to a viable game of the year on tablet is Hearthstone. I think this year, like Hearthstone is a legit game of the year candidate and it's a, you know, it, it works best I think on tablets. Um, I don't know of a game that's going to be as widely accepted by core gamers and as, as worthy of, of game of the year and still be at home on a, on a, on a tablet. So I think that you missed that opportunity this year. I don't think next year it's going to happen. Okay. Oh, I love what Gru said in the in the chat room. He says, uh, that's crazy because, as Christian says, there's no such thing as a consensus game of the year. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. That's the craziest prediction I ever have is that <laughs> Jeff, will, Jeff will wise up and play Destiny and enjoy it and will realize there's no such thing as game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're going to get a Destiny 2 announcement? Yeah, I think an announcement, yes. Yes. You think in 2015 we're going to get Destiny 2, or do you think it's just going to be DLC throughout the end of the year? Well, there's definitely going to be DLC throughout the end of the year. Entertainment Weekly, top 20 podcast to hear of 2015. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it'll get announced or teased. Some, something, something. For sure. And ti- Oh, Titanfall 2, 2015? Titanfall 2. I think Titanfall 2 needs to not just be a multiplayer game. I think Titanfall 2 needs to have some sort of campaign component in it to be to be in the conversation. Do you think it gets announced and or released this year? I think I think I think it could be an E3 announcement. Yeah, I think Titanfall 2 could be an E3 announcement, but I think I think it's going to have campaign. I think I do not think it will be only a multiplayer game. Which is interesting because there's so many of these multiplayer games like uh um uh, Battleborn and and Overwatch and uh, you know these games are are coming back into vogue, but I I do feel like Titanfall, where it sits in the console space, needs to have that sort of Call of Duty esque campaign mode to to achieve what I think those guys wanted to achieve. Can it be called Two Titans Two Fall? <laughs> two Titans Two Fall. There you go. That's pretty good. Every part two is too um, fast, too furious to me. By the way. I, yeah, or Fast 7, whatever the heck it's going to be called this year, Furiously 7-ing. Um, anything else? We, I mean, we're kind of running up to the end here. I, I'm going to push uh, tabletop time to next week because we're kind of doing predictions. I'm, I have lots of tabletop stuff to talk about uh, that I did over over the break. Uh, some really great uh, board games to mention. But, uh, you know, we're running long, and, and um, it's sort of a different – tenor of conversation because we're talking about all next year stuff there is a lot to be excited about for next year in board gaming um there's there's a lot of games that came out this year that most people including myself won't get to play until next year so that's that's exciting but um you know we'll we'll talk lots of board games next week we'll have we'll be back with uh, a new guest next week uh this was just a little bit of a a uh, special episode where Christian and I sort of took stock of where we are uh, and uh, where we're headed. So next next year has a lot of bright spots for Christian. A lot of you know a lot of things to be pessimistic about, which is always fun. Um, so uh, what what other uh, what other thoughts for the year? How was how was your year? How was your how was your year this year? That since we've been doing the show, 
You ha- you did you recorded your first comedy album? That's pretty exciting. I did, and it, it's coming out. Uh, it looks like February right now, just based on how long it's taking me to get some old sets together. I'm hoping. I think I have my very first. Um, so I, I want to put that in there, uh, but I'm, it doesn't sound good because just on my iPhone anyway. I'm talking to some a wonderful audio engineer to see if they can fix it. No promises. Um, it was good. You got married. That's awesome. I did. Yeah, pretty amazing year for me. That's for sure. So before we get out of here, and I, I know whatever, I want to hear from you. Um, New Year's resolutions. What are they? I want you to say them out loud into my ear holes, and then I will say some of mine, so we can hold each other to them. Oh man, um, yeah, my New Year's resolutions. I mean, there's a lot of what my wife and I sat down on New Year's Day and wrote up uh, resolutions for ourselves. Um, there, a lot of them are, you know personal stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, um, do more video this year. I want to do more, more video projects. Uh, I want to sort of, uh, I'm doing a, I'm starting up a play actually tonight is the first rehearsal and I want to do more acting stuff this year. Um, really push, push that part of my career forward and, um, do more creative, more creative things. And I love this show and I love talking about the creations that other people make, but I want to make more of my own creations. So, um, that's a big part of what 2015 is going to be for me. I hope, uh, what, what about you? Um, uh, so I have, uh, no, they're kind of negative. I have, we'll say the ones that I have. Um, I am not going to buy, I'm officially a dad. I am not going to buy any new clothes for myself in 2015. Uh, there are three exceptions and that is, um, I guess four cause socks and underwear, running shoes. If mine run out and, uh, one new pair of jeans, if, uh, it looks like I'm getting a hole and I have one pair of jeans and it looks like they're getting a hole, but otherwise I plan to buy no new clothes, no new pairs of shoes, which if you know me, I'm kind of a, a recovering, always constantly recovering sneakerhead. Um, so that is, I, I'm really you, trying. That's your problem is you're not supposed to put those on your head. They smell so good when they're new though. They go on your feet, uh, bro. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, really just trying to simplify and streamline my wardrobe. I have, uh, two great suits, uh, a denim jacket, a leather jacket, and one hoodie. And that's all I need in this ping pong paddle. And uh, so that's one. <laughs> and that's numero uno. Uh, number two, I am getting up at 6 a.m. Uh, every weekday, every day of the week. And I either go running and or take my dog on a long walk. That is number two. Number three, um, something either myself or something that I write or create is on um, TV and for a national audience um, is is a I think it's going to happen I think it's actually going to happen very very soon but that has been a resolution or ambition of mine every year and um, it's yet to come true I've gotten very very close uh, <laughs> many years and it hasn't happened so I keep I keep working on it it is a goal to create something that as much as it is a dying media, so to speak, um, is still important to me. And I want to get either myself on TV or something that I write and create out on television. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I think you should, I, I wish all the luck in the world and I want to be involved. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish, uh, wish that for both of us. I think we should, we should definitely make 2015. You've uh, you've been there and kudos to you for that. You've done, I mean, some spots smaller than others, but I, I have seen you on my television numerous times and I always think, man, he's uh, more attractive in real life, but that's beside the point. Yeah. But you've been there and yeah, more, more to you, more, more as well. Let's figure out, um, We'll do it. 
Yeah, man. I, I think, uh, I think that's great. I appreciate you saying it out loud and making us, uh, putting it out into the universe. Cause we gotta, you know, we gotta make that happen. And, um, I, I'm definitely very proud of this year. I'm proud of this show. I'm proud of starting. We have concerns this year, which, uh, which is a fun show to be a part of. Uh, I'm proud of joining the slash film cast this year. Uh, those are sort of the three projects that, that I've done. I, I did a play last year, uh, and I you know, won an acting award for it. Very proud of that, but I want to do more of that stuff. I want to get myself out there more. And as you said, um, you know, be, do more media, more, more, uh, national media and uh, get on TV and, and, and be an actor, I'm, which is, I'm which is fun. Proud of being friends with Hollywood big shot, Dan Trachtenberg, who can make our dreams a reality. And I'm, I'm proud of being friends with, uh, currently shooting a TV show. <laughs> Call us if you need us, Anthony Carboni. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I know. No. All our friends are, are doing well. <laughs> and we are in Entertainment Weekly. How cool is that? No, I am um, very happy with where so, we are. We are doing yeah. great things, but always, and I want people to let me know theirs. Um, you know, what What are your goals or aspirations? I think it's fun to say them out loud, and I don't think they're real until you write them down or, 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 or put them out into the world. It's easy to be like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Great. How are you going to do it? What are you going to do to do it? What are your plans? What are your dreams? Yeah. What are your whatever? You want to play 52 games in a year? Great. How are you going to do it? What are you going to do it? Where are you going to start? Yeah. Um, I think that stuff's awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, I would point people also to uh, uh, our friend Brian Brushwood's uh, awesome videos about um, really making solid, quantifiable goals for yourself. He does a, a really great thing. If you look at his Twitter feed at uh, Schwood, he he um, has an awesome way of of making your goals very quantifiable and, and very specific, which is, uh, which is always great too. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to another year. Sorry. No, I was saying he very publicly holds himself accountable for it too, which is great. Yeah. It's uh, great yeah. to pull him in. Cause he's one of the best at doing it. I feel like. Definitely. Uh, it has been a blast doing the show with you for a year. I really appreciate it. Um, and I, I, we can't thank Zach Holder enough for producing the show every week. He is awesome. Uh, and we have to thank the folks at, uh, at five by five for making it possible. All of our sponsors this year for making it possible and everybody who listens. Uh, thank you guys. We, we really love doing it. Um, we have to thank all of the, uh, all of the guests that we've had over the year. We've had a really awesome, eclectic, interesting group of people that have decided to hang out with us uh, once a week. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. We're going to have more interesting, more diverse people coming up in 2015. And um, and I hope you guys all stick around for it. Please uh, subscribe to the show. It does help. Uh, you can always give us feedback, as I said, on Twitter or at uh, uh, dlcfeedback at gmail.com. And, um, you know, Commenting on the show in iTunes, giving us a five-star review is helpful. Telling your friends about the show is helpful. And, uh, you know, we, we want to make great content for you all next year, talking about all the stuff that we all love and, uh, and really putting a, putting a, a positive voice uh, for gaming out into the world. That's, that's something that I think Christian and I are both really conscious of and, uh, and value. So here we go. 2015, starting it up. We're going to get back to regular episodes next week. I'm really excited. I hope you're really excited. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place. Oh, 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 o